0: Hey everyone, Zach Dixon here and welcome to our 30th episode of Animalators, curious conversations from the world of animation. Today on the show we have Brick, an animation studio and director trio based in Stockholm, Sweden. Brick has an incredible body of work that spans a number of different styles and techniques. Today I'll be chatting with all three directors and founders, Samuel, Joseph and Bjorn. We'll talk about how they founded their studio, what it's like directing as a team, and how they approach their work across such variety of styles. I'm excited to get into all of this and more on this week's episode of Animal Eaters. Hey guys, thanks so much for um, coming on the show. We, today we have we have the three original founders of Brick and if you guys could just go ahead and maybe introduce yourself real quick and tell us uh, your role at at the studio.
1: So my name is Samuel Fast and I am one of the creative directors and the executive producer at Brick.
2: My name is Joseph and I'm a a co-founder at Brick and I work as a creative director.
3: And my name is Bjorn. I'm also a co-founder and creative director at Brick.
0: Well, awesome. Well, well, I, I'm a huge fan of your guys' work. Uh, where and where are you guys based? For for anybody who might not know. So
1: we're based in uh, Stockholm, Sweden, uh, the northern Europe,
2: uh, at a part of the city called Södermalm.
0: So are you all are you all guys from there? Are you all guys born and raised in Sweden?
2: No, actually, none of us are. Oh, really? I mean, I'm f- I'm from Gothenburg. It's like the the west coast of of Sweden, and uh, Samuel is from a town called Mora.
3: But yeah, we're all from Sweden. Yeah, Yeah, but but, (laughs) but
2: (laughs) none of us are from Stockholm, so...
3: uh, We're all all small town boys that moved
1: into the big city, basically, to (laughs) to go to the
3: art university. (laughs) And I'm from down south.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So is there a pretty big um, animation design culture um, in where you guys are based?
3: Yeah, I
1: mean there is a big uh, like advertising, design, illustration community in world, but it's uh, uh, animation is not that big. I would say. I mean, there's not a lot of like 2D stage, 2D studios, but there's a lot of like VFX and uh, 3D houses here, and and uh, like a lot of production companies. I mean, we just yoked that in every every corner at Surimalan there's a production company. Uh, but 2d animation there's I mean there is us and a couple of more and then mostly if you are a 2d animator in Sweden you are a freelancer I would say okay
2: yeah yeah I mean it is getting bigger but it's we're pretty pretty much the biggest one in Stockholm I think oh. yeah That's focused on 2d
1: yeah there's a lot of like duos you know uh, but uh, but we we're going more for the like the bigger setup.
0: Well, you guys have, have found a way to do um, something which I, I, I really admire. You, you guys work across a lot of different styles and a, and a lot of different, I don't know, kind of animation genres, if you will. Uh, you you guys have, have um, some kind of cell, frame-by-frame animation. You have some more illustrative work, even some stop motion. Um, so, I don't know. I, I feel like not you know some studios are, are very um, they kind of have their their niche and they they really focus on one thing. Have you guys kind of always been interested in in this kind of wide array of styles?
3: Um, yeah I mean when, it's like when when I do a project i I never want to touch the same project again uh, and it's like um, we we do try to like find a new weight and a new voice on each project we do.
2: I mean, yeah, I mean, personally, uh, I, I've always been like this. I'm not, I don't have a certain style in, in drawing and I, I, I've always been, I'm finding it like more interesting to try out something new and like solve a problem in a new way. If you like, you get a, you get a task and then you communicate that in the, in the best way possible. And if it's stop motion or if it's sell, I mean, I think we're all pretty open to trying out new techniques and, uh,
1: yeah, I mean, we, we don't want to define ourselves by technique, uh, I mean, I, th- I think a brick, what we do is, what brings it together is rather the voice, and we always try to add like some charm and some heart into the productions, but as the guys are saying, the, we get bored quite easily, so we rather try something new and, and try to develop all the time, And we, I mean, we try to be stay curious. and. And as Bjorn said, we don't want to do the, the same production twice. So when a client comes to us and like we want something uh, like the one you did for that client, uh, we say, yeah, we can do that again. And then we pitch them something totally different. And hopefully they still <laughs> want us, you know. Yeah. That, that is what we're trying to do at least.
0: Yeah. So uh, there's, there's a couple things I want to talk about from that. So you mentioned your voice. Um, could you maybe unpack that a little bit? Like, how did you develop that as something that you guys, like, consistently talk about? Like, what is the voice of Brick? If if you're not gonna have a consistency in, in style or technique, um, where does that, that kind of consistency come from? And how do you guys kind of establish, like, what is Brick?
1: I think, like, voice-wise, comes from like maybe from who me Bjorn and Joseph are and like where our personalities lie and, and we try to be like nice and humble and, and all that and and that is also how we build in the team in a way we're trying to find a certain type of personality uh, and I think that goes together into our productions we always try to I mean play nice you know I, I don't know how to describe it but our, our productions are usually quite Kind and warm in a way, Uh, except maybe the jewel log we (laughs) we (laughs) used here.
0: (laughs) That was intense. uh, I love that, by the way. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, I don't know how to like describe it. how do you say, how do you say my what's name? the
0: question again oh it's more of like what is your voice and and how did you develop that is there ever like a conversation where you guys have like oh like you know that isn't us that isn't something that that we would do or or is it just kind of whatever is best for the project and it, and it also comes back to like how do you um, maintain consistency and how do how do you kind of actively build a voice so that people know what to expect from you
1: but that is i think what i tried to to explain i mean, we haven't really sat down and like thought about what is brick you know it's rather that we have been gone out and find people that are people that we like maybe and that we are that we feel good around and that creates i mean that kind of voice in a way in the culture of the company but also in the in the productions So, it's not uh, uh, a choice that we like, that we design, and it's not a strategy. It's more about we try to be nice people, and then we find other nice people that also like
2: to be nice. But but (laughs) are you talking about the aesthetics or?
0: Not necessarily, I, I just more, I mean, just because your aesthetic is kind of so varied and, and uh, as, as far as technique and things like that, I mean, there definitely is a consistency um, of quality, um, but across all those different things, I, I think it's, um, I, I don't know, because I, I struggle with that as well. I, I find myself often being um, being bored and, and not just wanting to be um, an, another um you know, just just one of of many studios that's all, all kind of doing the same thing, and and, um, and and I realize that that is you know kind of the way of the world, and it's the way of every kind of design culture. But um, I just really appreciate that about you guys that that you guys have have a bit of diversity in in style and technique. So when when you guys have. A, a new client come to you. Do you do they often know like kind of what um, technique or style that that they would like their project done in, or is that something that you guys are are saying like, uh, this is what we want to do. This is what we think feels right for this project.
3: Uh, I mean, I mean, I oh, often it is we that that pitch the style, and uh, it's it's often what we have like seen on the on the internet or something that we really feel that like this is something that we want to do and um so i mean it's it's often like we are, we are pitching our style to to the client
0: yeah
2: yeah but i mean yeah that's i mean we we want to we want to try out some some new stuff and if like we get the chance like we would really like to try i have this idea of, of doing this sort of tabletop stop motion and we, if we could like if the project seems like this fits to it and and we try to pitch it to the client but I mean sometimes they do have really specific specific idea ideas of what they want and then sometimes we just like we take what they want and then we try to like curve it into something <laughs> that we would rather do but it's in the same aesthetic world what
3: you might say Yeah yeah but we're always adding something Yeah yeah, yeah.
0: How do you guys approach that then? Because I feel like that can be often a a challenge, right? Like a client comes to you and and, um, sometimes they have no idea what they want and and that's great. But other times they're like, you know, we we saw this piece you did. We want something exactly like that. How how do you kind of push them towards something new or something different maybe that they might have originally thought they wanted?
1: I mean, it's basically about being able to sell, I guess. And uh, and of course we do a treatment even if it's... I mean, uh, usually it's not a pitch the client comes to us with a brief and then then we still create a treatment to 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 sell it to them and 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 what we learned during the years is i mean the more time we put into the treatment uh, the easier it is for us to sell our id so so if we know that this is going to be hard to sell it then we like do even more uh, to prove our point you know we might even start to animate it and and uh, do some tests make a scene or two or yeah and
0: so tell me tell me a little bit more about what your treatments look like
1: so uh, basically it's usually a 15 page pdf that starts out with a little introduction and some uh, nice words about the clients and maybe some nice words about us Uh, then we go in and uh, talk about the concept and and uh, the problem that we want to solve and uh, trying to throw some references to left and right just to to build our case and uh, a lot of words Um <laughs> then but then ben, the but then words it, yeah <laughs> but we're not that good with words so quite quickly we move into style frames and mood boards and storyboards and and the fun part i mean the most important, the key for us in the treatments is usually the style frame and the storyboard. So, so, I mean, in Sweden, we're not that good with all those, like, fluffy words. We rather, like, go straight <laughs> to the point in a way. Like, this is how we want it to look. This is our storyboard. Do you like it? Uh, we like it. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: now, is that something so, the three of you are kind of collaborating on together on each project, or do you bring in other team members as well?
2: Uh, I'd say that, I mean... It's it's most often it's it's me or or Björn and sometimes Samuel who do this, and we we collaborate with our employees, but it's mostly me and Björn who who put them together, and then we uh, sort of all look at it and uh, like give each other feedback. Yeah, I mean different parts. I mean storyboarding, for example, that's that's something we we might do together. Yeah. And then,
3: yeah. And that looks very different from one client to the next. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But I mean, the collaborative part in it, I mean, usually when we get the brief in, we sit down for maybe just half an hour or something and just talk through the brief. And then we look at the case and see who who fits this case, kind of. And then uh, then we work very like in individually and. Uh, it's the same with our employees. I mean, sometimes they get to do the treatment, and then get they get the case. You know, uh, so it, it, it depends. Uh, but if we hand out the uh, the treatment making to one of the employees, we more like serve as a creative director and yeah. we give feedback on the treatment they are creating. So yeah, so we still like trying to have our hands in everything, um, but. Uh, but yeah, we work very individually, I would say. Yeah. Uh,
0: Interesting. So, how do you? What do you guys do um, during kind of that initial ideation process? Do you guys kind of um, kind of separate and and take some time to kind of um, kind of stew over um, maybe any ideas that you guys have before you start moving into storyboarding? I know you said it was a little bit kind of an individual process, and I totally get that
2: i think we're all pretty different when it comes to the creative process i mean samuel sometimes wants to sit down immediately because he's really good at brainstorming and like coming up uh, with ideas like really quick and i'm more like i need to go away and sit down alone and look at references and write down some stuff and then after that i'm ready to go in to discuss so i think i mean that's that's like uh, we're really different in the way we we see our creative process.
3: Yeah, I think me and Joseph is quite the same there. I I kind of want to lock myself up.
2: <laughs> you want to lock yourself up? Yeah.
0: <laughs> so yeah, that, that I mean, I think that, that concept in itself, I think, is interesting in that um, you guys are all different. You're all different creative minds um, coming together to, to make work as one, right? To make work as one studio. Um, could you talk a little bit about that? Talk a little bit about how maybe your, your differences um, kind of inform your work.
1: So I think that is like the key to why it works well for us, because we are, uh, I mean, we have the same taste and we have the same kind of like, uh aesthetic upbringing because we went to the same schools and all that uh, we all small s- small town boys as i said <laughs> going into the big city and, and study at the big art university uh, but still as ind- individuals we are very very different uh, and uh, i think that uh, i mean in the beginning when we started we usually joked about that uh, I'm am sa- uh, the motor, and Joseph and Bjorn is my anchors, you know. I always feel like I have to pull them. They're always p- holding me back, you know. But that uh, in that, they make me questioning myself, you know. I want to come up with, like, 10 ideas in 10 minutes just mm. to, like, s- get it started, you know. Uh, I don't like to wait, you know. and so But they just, no, no, calm down. Let's go down and think about this. Calm down, you know. So, <laughs> so that's why we had to get some employees for me so I could, like, have someone to brainstorm with. <laughs>
0: so i mean and and i imagine i mean you guys have been how, how long has brick been in in business i guess
2: since 2011 but then it was just me and samuel we 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 rented two desks in a basement basically
0: oh nice and uh, and i understand that you guys all met at art school yeah yeah could you tell me a little bit about, about that like did you guys know that in in art school were you guys like let's let's start a studio together
1: so, yeah, maybe I should talk about it. So basically, I mean, uh, at uh, art school, uh, Joseph and Bjorn were studying in the year about me, and I was kind of the annoying little brother, maybe. Uh, and we we'll, and we're like, hey guys, we should do something together. You you are really talented, you know. Uh, but Bjorn and Joseph weren't ready, so they went out to the world after their examination and the, the one year at the production company. So. I had to go out and find myself a job also while I was waiting for them. But, but all <laughs> w- while time passed by, I, you know, I called Joseph every day and like, are you ready now? Are you ready now? We were actually best friends, you know, so so we met quite often. And I tried to pitch him my idea so how he would take <laughs> over the world. Uh, but Joseph had a great job, you know. He was doing super cool music videos for Swedish pop artists and so on. And I did less cool stuff for Swedish uh, junk TV. <laughs> So, so, do you guys feel
0: like your your time at, at production companies, even though while short, um, was helpful? Because I, I mean, I, I I right out of school just started my own studio, and I and I feel like um, I feel like there are some pros to that, and definitely some some cons to that. Um, so yeah, how do you do you feel like that your time at the production companies kind of benefited those those of you who did?
2: Definitely, I I I mean, it has it had its pros and cons, but I mean. We learn how to first of all like how how does the process look when you have like a big client and big ad agencies and like how do you start with treatments and just just mainly the, the, the process of, of starting up a, a new project and uh, I mean with that comes h- how you handle uh, clients and uh, yeah I mean just like without the, the, the time at the production company, i wouldn't feel like confidence enough to to like approach clients of my own i wouldn't know how to do it
3: yeah but i mean yeah me and joseph worked at the same production company and i mean it it helped a lot with like um just just how you manage a client um because i mean when you when you go directly from school you 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 really like you just want to do your thing but it's all a matter of like listening to the client and uh and like having their voice in your piece of art and so yeah it it helped yeah but i mean what i learned is basically how to understand the
1: client's needs and how to get my own will through you know and how to (laughs) combine those two in a way you know Uh, oh yeah talk about that
0: how how do you do that (laughs)
1: <laughs> no, but it's it comes back to like being a good salesman, I guess. Nah, but uh, yeah, but a little bit. I mean, uh, learn like, how the social game works through like uh, clients, production companies. Like what can you say? What can you not say? And um, we, we were young when we started. We were like, I was 24, I think. And Joseph was 25, maybe. Yeah. So... Uh, I mean, we're still young, but but I know that I used that quite a lot in the beginning, like being being young. You know, how could how could I make that something positive? You know, we don't have the experience. Okay, can we play on that we are like young and goofy and understand this new medium <laughs> that the big guys doesn't understand? And yeah. Like so, rather trying to be like a client's putting on a suit, a suit we'd rather worked the other way. You know, and like maybe dress down when you go into a meeting. Like yeah. Like, try to be different in a way through the uh, from our clients, so yeah. I mean, that is that was one thing we did in the beginning that that uh that helped, I think.
0: Uh, so, so was it Bjorn? How how did you convince them to leave their jobs and and come start the studio?
3: No, it was uh, that was Samuel. Oh, Samuel, sorry, (laughs) I was the last one in actually. (laughs) Bjorn was
2: the the guy waiting for us to make money, (laughs) yeah, yeah, then I came.
1: No, but I can answer that. Elisor, uh, what was the question? How how did I lure them in? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so basically, I was at this other at this uh, production company uh, and uh, tried to learn as much as I could because I knew that I one day wanted to start my own business. So I tried to get to know everything about making budgets, schedules, uh, how to pitch, uh, and so on. Uh, and then one day. The timing was right, and I quit the job there and uh, tried to get Joseph with me. You know, like now the timing's right for me, uh, but it was of course not right for Joseph at the same time. So, so I my idea was there, like if I can prove to him that it's better to be uh, on our own, you know, uh, then he will join me. So I think I sh- didn't I show you like my Excel file of how much money I made as a <laughs> freelancer <laughs> or something like that.
2: No, I mean. Oh, but I mean the, the thing. I I mean I had security and I, I had an employment and I mean I was scared. I mean everyone that has that is scared to lose that and go into something like you don't know what's gonna happen. Am I gonna be like making no money next month? But I mean you had you had a client yeah, that so actually I... promised us a lot of work and uh, yes, and you didn't wait that long. You waited like three weeks or something.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean. I mean. <laughs> I, I, we we were lucky, you know. When when I quit my job, I I get I got to leave that uh, production company with a client that I brought in, uh, which was the Swedish uh, film. What is it called SF? It's called SF Media. Yeah, it's called Swedish Film, basically, and they are the ones that are that owns all the cinemas in Sweden, uh, and they had an in-house production company who produce all the. Uh, commercials for the small cities around Sweden. So basically, if you had a small firm, you can go to Swedish cinema and say like, I want to show a, a commercial on, on the cinema. And it's then, like local
2: local commercials.
1: Yeah, and then they would say like, okay, this is the price to be on our cinema. And actually, uh, we will make the commercial for you. And that's included in the price for buying the airtime. And those commercials, like this low budget, uh, small shitty stuff, uh we got to do uh and uh, i mean we could produce two of those a day you know so it it turned out to be quite a lucrative business i mean we didn't do nice stuff it was a lot of like i mean small schools like uh, car firms and church communities and what else i mean it was a lot of weird clients Uh, i mean (laughs) A lot of slideshows slide with voiceovers. Uh, and, and, and then we scaled the photo, you know, so there <laughs> was a little bit of a pan in it. <laughs> and then we could, could uh, actually charge quite good for that. So that is what I did the first month and, and could show you. It's like, look, what, look at all the shitty work I'm doing and, and how much I'm getting paid. <laughs> so, yeah. But that gave us, like, the foundation to do good work because then when we got our first... Client, which was a startup uh, that wanted to help to raise money for NGOs through e-commerce. Uh, then we could put like a lot of time into that project because we already had our the economics. Uh, we had, had Our
2: bread, bread and butter jobs.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the finance was fixed already. So then we could spend a lot of money into that project where there was no budget at all. Uh, so, yeah that's kind of how we how we like nail our first client and got to do our first portfolio case. So.
2: Yeah. Oh wow. And then we got, got bigger and bigger clients.
0: Okay. So uh, wait, I want to jump back to to one thing. There, there was that moment where you're talking about like, you know, I've got a full-time job. I I have I have security, right? I mean, I mean, that's a huge thing. It's a huge life thing, especially um yeah, just like looking forward and, and maybe even like wanting to have a family someday like having that security so this might be a tough question but did did you find that security like as you guys have grown have you found that security because obviously owning a business is can be incredibly scary and now you even have employees um, who are also counting on that business so yeah did you find that security and then if so how did that happen
1: I I would like to start by saying that uh, when we started Brick, I think it was we were so young, you know, so we didn't have anything to lose. None of us had any loans or, I mean, my girlfriend lived in London by then and uh, Joseph was single and, I mean, we didn't have anything, so we couldn't lose anything by starting. So that, I think, was a key thing to it in a way. And now I think definitely we we reach a point where we can, like, uh, Breathe out, out, a little bit. I, uh, I actually have a son now who is three months old. Oh, nice! Congratulations. Uh, so, and that works well by having a company at the same time. So I guess that is kind of a proof that it, it we are like <laughs> we're in a good position now. You know, I mean the life balance, uh, life work balance is. I mean, I mean the balance
2: good. now compared to when we started. Then it's like we we couldn't have started doing what we did then yeah. now because when we when we started we were working like 15 hours a day and like and uh, I mean now we kind of not not leveled out but I mean we we of course we do overtime but we we kind of like we got better at planning and like uh, we got better at economics and uh, and uh, I think I mean we make it work but of course you can never completely relaxed (laughs) as a a company owner
1: no 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 of course i mean you're always you're always on your toes but still as joseph said there we're not working day and night uh, anymore which is very nice but
0: so you i mean obviously as as everyone does starts doing um somewhat terrible work, right? I mean, you do whatever work you can find. And and also, you're just starting, you're just starting in your career, you're just starting um, as a creative professional. Um, And then obviously, over time, you you do better and better work. Um, And yeah, so could you tell me a little bit more about that process about that journey of just always trying to make better work? And and how you how do you guys make sure that you're continuing to grow uh, and learn as, as you guys move forward?
3: in the beginning it was like the the like you say the shitty work <laughs> i mean it 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 didn't feel shitty cuz cuz you you got to animate i mean you yeah. you you got to do what you love uh, and then like like pretty organically we have like found that okay so now we want to do this kind of work and and like we have found found a, a way to like um to do better and better work. I mean,
2: I think, I think it's a matter of like, uh, in the beginning we did a lot of long, uh, infomercials and, uh, it was very time consuming and we get, we got to do some shorter like TV commercials, but I mean, we realized after a while that, I mean, if we get the budget and we get a project that r- demands, us to do like 20 seconds of something i mean then we get the time and we get the budget to do something great and those kind of jobs kind of led to more shorter projects with a bigger budget and uh, i kind of forgot what the question was again. <laughs> no, no no it's fine
0: i mean what are some things that over the years you've you've learned that have really kind of helped you take your work to the next level
1: one thing is, of course, the budgets. I mean, the better the budgets get, the more time we will have to make better stuff. And uh, and also, like, nowadays we can say no to work and we can start to choose our jobs a little bit, which gives us the opportunity to choose the one with best timings and best budgets and, and, uh, and the most interesting case, of course. Uh, so that gives us the opportunity to develop as creatives also Um,
2: and I mean during the process I mean there's been a lot of projects where we didn't have the the time and the money but we still put in like twice the amount of money that we got paid for (laughs) to be able to sell on something to do the the better budgets the better projects later on yeah and that has kind of just worked worked out
1: but I mean, the last year we become a bit more cocky against our clients and, and learn to say no because we know that there is another job waiting. So so we don't, I mean, if we feel that there is a warning signal in a job, now we like are brave enough to turn it down. Mm. Uh, and it still, it works quite well, you know?
0: Yeah, and that, can, that sounds like it's something that can be a little scary too, is just, you know, turning away work that, you know, you've got for sure. I mean, are there any ever projects that you do take on that maybe um, don't don't quite make it to your portfolio?
2: Yes.
1: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> <a> yes, <lot. laughs> definitely. Yeah, I mean, it it is quite a lot. I mean, I think I think there was a little bit of a of a switch for us this summer. Uh, I mean, we talk we talk about that like all the time in Joseph and Björn, like. Should we take on these case films for this advertising agency so we can go for the bigger fish in that advertising agency later on? Or yeah, yada yada, you know. Uh, but uh, I think now we we've been quite uh, luck lucky to have a lot of good portfolio work coming in, and and we've been able to turn down uh, the jobs that that we feel wasn't like uh, good enough
2: for us. Yeah, but I mean, I mean some jobs are just like you employ people that you you think are great and you want them to be happy and uh, like do what they love and you don't want people to feel exhausted. Of course they're going to be exhausted sometimes, but I mean you want people to do fun jobs. I mean that's how you attract the best people. And Doing we want to do
1: fun jobs. A- and we wanted to do, job, do yeah, yeah, and we wanted to do fun course, jobs also. Course, so. Yeah, and that is what builds the portfolio, which gives even more fun jobs and so on. So, but uh, I mean, seventy thirty. I mean, thirty was good. It uh, was portfolio jobs, and seventy was not. Like the first three yeah. four years, yeah. I would say. Yeah. But now we, it, it's maybe the reverse. 50, I would say,
0: maybe. That's awesome. Yeah. So as I, I mean, there there are three founders. All of you describe yourselves as creative directors, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. I'd so, um, let, let me, let me, I'm, I mean, I'm a creative director. I'm trying to figure all this stuff out too. So I'm, I'm going uh, <laughs> to, so like, say, say you have, uh, a project that you're working on and, and, and you guys have, there's eight full-time employees. So that means there's five of you that aren't creative directors. Um, how do you deal with, there, there are three of you with maybe different opinions about the ways that your project should go. I mean, you have to give feedback to your animators and your illustrators, um, I don't know how do you guys kind of handle that kind of team directing uh of your projects. So basically
1: our animators and illustrators get feedback from three persons. No, that's a joke. But
0: <laughs> they it, but they love not, that. Uh, they love that. Yeah, yeah, they <laughs> love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they do.
1: Yeah, especially when we haven't talked first, you know. <laughs> <laughs> now, no, uh so usually it goes like this that me that I take care of a couple of more small projects and keeping the freelancers busy and keeping uh, like half of our staff busy uh, with the smaller projects like infomercials, uh, could be like things for TV, also just stop motion stuff usually. Yeah. And then Joseph and Bjorn is more like, they're taking care of maybe one or two more heavy projects, you know, the ones that goes over maybe two months, you know. Uh, and then they build a little team around them. So Björn has one employee with him, Joseph has one employee with him, and I have maybe two employees and and, and two freelancers. Uh, so that's kind of the setup, I would say. Yeah. Uh, and uh, of course, we always give feedback to each other, but that it, then it's more on... Uh, uh, still, the one that is in charge of the project—it's his project, you know. So it's more like, hey, can you help me with this? You know, what do you think about this animatic? Should I switch these scenes around?
2: And so it's more, more on a, a friendly way, you know. Yeah, I think it's know? pretty open. Like people ask at the office, like, would you, would you come over here and, and look what I'm, at what I'm doing and just. Give me your thoughts on on this animatic or this style frame. And I think it's pretty. I mean, we work at a, a at an open office space and people walk around a lot and just give each other feedbacks and and tips and. Uh, yeah. So I mean, yeah. it's all. It's more like
1: a silent agreement that someone is creatively in charge. Uh, but it's not like the director comes in and have a meeting and sit down and gives feedback. It's it's more of a. Like classroom, f- it's ad It's a pretty hoc- loose hierarchy. Yeah, you know yeah. We're trying to keep it as much as we can like that. And we try to give our employees as much responsibility as we can, you know, and and, uh, and as much as they want to have. Uh, so, I mean, we want them to take more responsibility than, than what they self want to do. <laughs> That's my feeling
2: of it. Be careful now they're going to listen at this. <laughs> yeah.
1: No no but I mean we they they like to animate you know and and they like to do illustration and
2: and, and yeah. yeah but it's it's a tough thing to balance. I mean you you're animating and directing and maybe like
1: Yeah. Everyone doing I mean that is the thing o- of the office a little bit. I mean everyone is switching hats all the time, you know. Like now I will do the storyboard and I will illustrate and you animate and you direct and I, and you write the script. And so it, it switches around and not just between the three of us, also between the employees. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and we want them to like uh, be a part of as many parts of s- all the process as possible to, to have them grow and to have, have uh, so we can take in more bigger projects. Yeah,
2: Yeah, so, yeah so. but I mean, I, I remember starting out, I mean, it's more fun to be part, a project where you're in it from the beginning and like you're part of the creative process you're part of the ideas and like then you feel more of it that like it's your project yeah and i don't know if the employees agree with this so maybe you should do a podcast <laughs> with them and see what they answer yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> but this true. is my this is my my picture of it and what i'm like at least trying to do and what, like, what we are trying to do uh yeah.
0: So when a when a project isn't maybe quite working out, or it's, um, or, or just maybe one aspect of a project isn't quite um, working, what do you guys do to kind of correct that? Because I know, I mean, you guys are, are directors, but you also do animation and illustration and that and that sort of thing. So in an ideal world, every project goes completely smoothly, but um, yeah, sometimes it doesn't. What what do you guys kind of do to kind of power through those creative challenges?
1: Curse a lot. <laughs> <laughs>
2: no I mean (laughs) this is a this is a tough question because it's like we we bump into problems all the time I mean there's problems with the clients there's problems with like what people are doing and like uh, if we're happy about it and if they're happy about it themselves and I mean
3: yeah
2: I mean bumping into problems that's like that's what we do bump into problems <laughs>
1: yeah the, uh, and i guess we try to like keep ourselves. uh i mean if bjorn is super angry with his client you know i mean he just came out of the worst product ever <laughs> oh no and uh what we do is like okay bjorn has his bash you know and then we go into the meeting room like okay so what can we actually do here you know how do we solve this and and uh, and uh i mean uh, Usually we saw, but that's good w- when we're three three of us. You know, One yeah. can be angry and then the other one takes that person down again and like, <laughs> okay, let's really think this through. So you don't react, uh, like, uh, act on your emotions, you know? I yeah. mean, we can curse to each other and like, I hate this client. You know, this is the worst client ever. But I mean, usually, I mean, one time we, we fired a client once, like this uh, spring, I think. Yeah. That was the first time. Yeah. I mean, w- we are very, like, easy Easygoing people. I, we don't, we don't, we don't have that much pride, and we don't, uh, we don't have, we don't sit on any high horses. So, and I think that's good. Uh, but, I mean, we had one one incident last this spring where a client basically raised his voice towards us and our employees, and oh, wow. and, and was like very disrespectful, which. Uh, in the end, uh, we we the plug on that client. How do you say that? Yeah, yeah, and that felt yeah. really we good. We didn't kill him though. <laughs> like we him. <laughs> no, that's good. That's Sleeping good. with the fishes. <laughs> yeah, no, but that felt really nice too, because we that we had the ability to to we didn't. I mean, they needed us more than we needed them, basically, and and uh, so so I mean, this client get to got to take, of course, a lot of like. Built up anger towards clients, so when you're like, <laughs> now is the chance to say no <laughs> for
2: e- for every time someone sat on you, you know. <laughs> so so this was actually the question: How do we handle <laughs> difficult clients? Yeah, and we pull the plug. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We fire great, great Samuel. Yeah, yeah. we fire them. No, now, but I mean, I mean that's, I mean that's uh, that's one of the the big like learnings that we're doing. I mean, we we continue to try to get better at planning because yeah. I think that's the biggest problem. I mean, we want to plan so good that we're not going to end up in prob- in the same, like with the same problems next project. But yeah, we keep. One other
1: thing we've done regarding like, f- like feedback shitstorms is that <laughs> we try to, I mean, we, we try to prepare, we know that that will come, you know, there will come feedback. So... Either we can like not uh, budget for it, and then when the feedback comes, we have to like, oh, we don't want to do this, or we have to pay more, and then they get angry and we get angry. But w- I mean, we can always try to charge for that in advance a little bit, so when the feedback comes, we can say yes with a smile because you're right, they actually already paying for it. Uh, so that is that have made given us the opportunity to to be quite. Um, uh nice to our clients and don't have to like argue about hours here and there and about feedback and of course feedback can be very like uh like killing the creativity sometimes you know uh and that is something that we as leaders always have to work with like when feedback comes how do we keep the spirit up in the team you know so it doesn't so it doesn't becomes the client's project you know we want the create creatives to keep the project as, as theirs and I mean that is another discussion, maybe, high, but uh, but that is something that we are aware of and trying to work with.
0: So yeah, I mean, you, you said that that's something you're learning right now is planning, as far as like trying to set you up for success in in every project. Yeah, like what goes into that planning? What what goes into kind of setting up each project for success?
1: I mean, first step, I guess, is to get a okay it for the project and have a sign-off on that and um, from that we'd, we'd break that down to a, to a calendar and uh, and that calendar is based on the talk we have with our animators and illustrators and every, we sit down together and say like this scene takes this amount of time and this scene takes this amount of time and then we Get kind of a clear picture of exactly how many hours we put down in a project. Uh, so, and then of course we add up a little bit for the feedback and and have a little bit of a margin in it if, if the shit hits the fan. Um, so we're trying to keep always keep some room for uh, for problems mm. uh, yeah. in the scu- in in the time schedule and and in the budget because.
2: Yeah, I mean that's always a <clears throat> it's always a, a hard thing to to tackle because you know never know like how the clients are gonna re- receive your your illustration. You might do something and you feel like yeah this is perfect, and then you keep sending stuff for like a month just like illustrations. And uh, I mean that's I think it's sometimes it's it's impossible to learn exactly what to do. Because you're never going to have the, the exact same process the next yeah. time. I mean, we, we haven't
1: been that good on saying no to feedback. So that's why we like try to solve that in another way by, for example, plan for it uh, quite a lot in advance. But now we also take it in a producer, actually. So when we want to say no and don't want to say it straight to the client, because maybe we have a relationship with that client. Yeah, and then we have our producer that we can like whisper in her ear and then she can send it away there. no email that uh, that we don't want to send away (laughs) ourselves
0: so i mean you said one thing that you're learning now is is trying to plan better for projects but is there anything else is there anything else that you guys have kind of been focusing on on growing in in maybe your own your own personal um kind of journey as a, a creative professional and animator and director um or or even just like as a studio that you feel like you're all collectively kind of learning and progressing in
1: I could start to talk about a little bit about the studio and then the guys can jump in about more of the creative processes but uh, I mean as a studio I mean we're growing every year now and and there's always uh, the struggle to keep the team together and keep it personal all the time and not like build a fabric you know we still want to keep it as a small family where everyone has their say and everyone enjoys to go to work and and that is uh, something we're trying to create, and that is something that gets harder for every new team member that joins us. Like, h- how do you have time to to have a personal talk with all of your employees every day when you're like ten people? Then there's not time for that. So how how do we how do we solve that? Then? And then so when 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 it's five of us, then then it was quite easy. But now we're like when we're getting to like eight, nine, you know, and with the freelancers, then it's it's a bit harder uh, and that is something i'm worried about what will happen when we like reach the magic number of 10 employees you know will we will we have to have middle bosses and me joseph and bjorn we get our own we get our own room and never see it now so i mean that is like h- how do we how do we keep our like small firm spirit and the family feel to it while we're growing that is that is a big struggle that i, th- I see that we will have the upcoming year and years because I mean, we're still art school students, and we don't know how to run a business. We don't know anything about employment questions and this stuff. And yes, ha-ha. we do. <laughs> no, but I mean, we, we, no, but we don't have an education in it, so we can only like, we, yeah. and, and we're not r- studying it. We're trying to like just keep everyone nice and friendly and happy, you know. And but we don't have the tools, uh, so.
2: You make it sound yeah. like we're struggling. We're not struggling. <laughs> <laughs> nah, no, we're not struggling. <laughs>
0: well, what about what about for you guys um, personally then? Just as um, animators or, or directors, what have you guys been been learning recently?
3: I, I'm actually trying to learn less. <laughs> uh, the, the the problem I've seen is like I'm I'm becoming like the the jack of all trades mm. and uh, yeah. like master of none, and um, because I have like. On, on my journey I've learned like a little bit of typography, a little bit of illustration, a little bit of animation, etc, etc. Um, and then on, on the way doing like 3D, doing cell animation, doing After Effects animation and like now it has like come to a point where I like I don't want to learn any more new software or like anything. I, I just want to like become really good at like one or two things.
0: Well, what are you focusing on? So
3: then? now I'm focusing on illustration. I'm like, I was mainly like illustration first and animation second. Um, but uh, for a while now, I've like done animation like full time. So, so what I'm, I'm, I'm trying to find my like illustration edge again and like coming back to that part.
2: The problem is that Björn is best at everything. <laughs> so if he starts up a project, we can't help him. Then he's on a re- he's on his own.
1: Yeah. So yeah. We call him Wozniak sometimes.
2: <laughs> no, but I mean, what we're trying to get better at, of course. I mean. But yeah, that's I mean, always
3: a thing. You're always trying to like to get better at something. I mean, you're always trying to find new stuff in your yeah like in your field of work of work yeah so like, of course so yeah, now illustration is my thing, and like trying to do like more more scenic backgrounds that's that's a thing now <laughs> yeah i i wanna get good at that i I actually sat down on like a couple of days ago, and like why are we not like spending more time on the backgrounds? And that's why where the Yule Log comes from <laughs> as well. Yeah, I was about to <laughs> say like, the <laughs> that really shone
0: through well in, in your Yule Log. That was amazing <laughs> and beautiful. If anyone listening hasn't yeah. checked that out or do, one doesn't know what Yule Log is, um, Brick's, uh, it's, at, it's at the top of your guys' website at brick.se, um, Yule Log 2016, Santapocalypse. It was, it's amazing. Um, so bravo on that.
2: <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. Yeah, this is Joseph speaking, by the way. But I mean, for me, it's like I've been taking on a lot of uh, like big projects lately, and and uh, for me, I mean, this is nothing new. I I've been r- realizing that I mean, I always try to be best at everything. I try to be best at the illustration and animation, and and I mean, at some point you have to realize like you can't be best at everything. And uh, for me, it's more of getting better at like organizing and like uh, man- managing the team and uh, like how do you get the best possible film and how do you like organize the, the process so i think it's more about not learning new techniques but more of like uh, project managing and like how to work in a team and like that's been my main focus i think
0: do you guys have any like maybe specific processes as for that maybe kind of help develop that that culture or that, that teamwork process?
1: We don't have that uh, right now. And, and I think uh, we want to keep uh, processes and, and manuals out of the way as long as we can. Uh, and I guess that is one of at least my fears, like what will happen when we grow? Do we have to have ways of doing stuff that we always follow because yeah. the the thing that we all always enjoyed is that it is still like play I think we we just do it uh, how how we how we want to do it and how we feel that we want to do it for the moment and uh, I mean it still works quite well of course there is some like processes that we do a storyboard and we do an animatic and so on but but still we try to keep the Keep the process uh, a bit loose. Yeah, because it's more fun, and we are very (laughs) unorganized people. (laughs) Yeah, we are. So, like personal development, I think I think uh, I mean my what I've I've been focusing on quite a lot is the same the same things as Joseph. Actually, I'm trying to learn how to hold the team together, keep everyone positive and happy, and so on. Uh, So it's more it's more about that for me also. and also, how to find a way to like disconnect when you get home. Mm. So more those stuff than like creatively. I'm not like searching as much.
2: No.
0: So I mean, let let's let's jump back to a little bit to when you guys started. Brick. Um, did you guys do? I don't know. Did you guys do anything fun to kind of start that out, or um, do you have any maybe stories back from the early years of, of starting up the studio?
1: Yeah, but I mean, we didn't know that much about how to start a studio and so on. But uh, I mean, one thing that we did was actually that we, we search engine optimized our, our site. Uh, and this was like after we've been around for three, three months, I think. So this gave us uh, like the, f- the first place on Google when you Google for production company in Sweden. Uh, the Swedish word for it. Oh, wow. Uh, so we ended up on number number one in a couple of months, and I think we paid like f- five hundred dollars for it uh, or something like that. Uh, and that basically made a lot of clients and agencies think that we we've been around for a while and like these guys know what they're doing. Uh, so we use that quite a lot, you know. And we even got like uh, I don't know the the landline phone and stuff like that, just so. It would look like we had a real office, and, and <laughs> do you <laughs> I mean, still we didn't do you have still a have office. a landline? No, we, we don't have. Uh, no, we have one number left. I mean, we don't have <laughs> the land. We don't have the phone. We just have that is connected to the mobile. Uh, nice. But I mean, we, we tried a lot of to live by like the fake it till you make it. Uh, but I think that search engine optimizing was like a key thing because we managed to get some big IT infomercial jobs in that way. Uh, so, and that, then after a year, it, it, we, like, figured out that actually the art directors at the advertising agencies also Google for new production companies. I thought it was only the, like, the the clients that didn't have any animator friends or, or designer friends that would Google for it. Um, but everyone Googles.
0: <laughs> Do you guys have any, yeah. um, maybe, advice or... or kind of tips for maybe young you know animators that are just just starting out or or maybe someone who who has um kind of the desire to maybe open their own studio one day.
1: Say yes, say yes to everything. Even if you don't know how to do it. I mean, maybe there's a friend that can do it. Uh so and I mean, if you say yes and you don't know how to do it, then there's an opportunity to learn something new. So and um uh, I mean, clients comes back if you're doing a good job. So we always we always try to say yes to everything and uh, even if there was a shitty budget in the beginning and even if there was no budget, I mean, we've done a ton of free work and a lot of those clients comes back to us today with huge budgets because they were students when they asked us, you know, to do their portfolio, homepage or whatever it was. I mean, you can look at it from two perspectives and now you asked me if what a good, like, uh, tip for an uh, upcoming animator would be yeah. and, and then it would be like to do those those uh, low budget or no budget jobs but of course for our industry I mean maybe yeah maybe it's not so good to like contribute to a no budget world you know but as for the person for the single person I mean it worked for me and uh, I think it's a good thing to might do but of course avoid it if you can but but for the industry it's shit so <laughs> people ask for that now you said so it. don't do it Don't do it. (laughs) Yeah, Don't tell other people to do it, but do it yourself.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, we try to end each episode with the same few questions. Uh, So the first question is, who is your dream client?
2: I think Björn has an answer to this.
3: Yeah, I mean, we don't have like a specific dream client. Uh, I think your dream client is like the client that doesn't that isn't like nitpicky and doesn't like give feedback because they <laughs> that that doesn't give feedback <laughs> yeah no but but i mean i mean there are some clients out there that just feel the need to give feedback because they need to have like an opinion of some improvement but i mean there are also these clients that like trust you and that believe in what you do and like that that you are the talent in in your field of work. And I mean that is basically the dream client. Um so I mean they there are few, but, <laughs> yeah. but I, I no, think but I they're can, out there. I can sign on on yeah. that.
0: Yeah. Alright, next next yeah. next question. Um, this one is for, for each of you. What is your favorite animated film?
2: That's really that's a really I would, tricky
3: I would like to say something like Princess Mononoke.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's it's. It feels like it has different levels of like, do you, is is it my favorite animation or my favorite mm. animated movie? I mean, the the Jungle Book is my fa- personal favorite, but it, that has like some emotional. The old one or the new? One? Yeah, I was
0: gonna say there's two now. <laughs> the old ones. The old
2: one. Samuel doesn't know. For the record, <laughs>
1: that's an like, nah.
2: interesting question. <laughs> he doesn't care. Can I come back to
1: that? <laughs> <laughs> no, you It's can. a tough one. Say something. Say this, something this cool. This f- question actually means something. Yeah. No. Uh,
0: I mean, we have we have one answer. We can just say that that is all your answers.
1: Yeah, I, lo- I love Totoro. <laughs> <laughs> you just said something. You just said
2: something. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. That's okay. Yeah, that yeah. works. That, that works. That's good.
3: Yeah.
0: Alright. Next next question. What do people you love think that you guys do for a living?
3: I mean my 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 grandma didn't know at all what I was doing. Uh she 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 thought it was like she thought I was gonna gonna be like a starving artist or something. <laughs> uh <laughs> but uh I mean my my parents uh they, they support me a lot and like they, they're amazing. So i th- i th- i think my my closest relatives know pretty pretty well what i'm doing
0: yeah that's great anybody, anybody else have any good stories mm. my
1: my three month old son doesn't have a clue what <laughs> I'm doing. No, he doesn't know what you're doing <laughs> for him no, it's for him <laughs> <you> know? <laughs> yeah he's so ungrateful
2: yeah no but i i don't know i think my closest family know exactly what i'm doing and i, I even work with my brother sometimes oh nice he's a sound sound designer and uh, and my mom is actually a, a, a artist herself, and she's—I mean, she knows what I'm doing. And uh, I don't know if there's anyone who doesn't understand. I mean, Ma- I keep—I meet people all the time who doesn't understand what animation is, but uh, but that's—I mean—the most common question is just like, is it just computers <laughs> working? <laughs>
1: and my father is actually in the board of brick, so he should know. Uh, but I'm not 100% sure that he does. But
0: uh. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you guys have a board? <laughs> like, Brick has, a, has uh, a... I
1: mean, I mean, I don't know if it's called a board. I mean, you have to have this if you have a company. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, so, okay. so So that's why my dad, you know, you don't... Um, you have to be, like, one extra person or something. Yeah, so, from so
3: outside of a company. Yeah.
0: That's interesting. So. You guys don't have, like, board board meetings or anything with your dad?
1: Yeah, we have to have yeah. one one every yeah. year. Oh, really? And this year, we, this year we actually didn't tell my dad that we had a meeting because <laughs> 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 he doesn't add that. He much. wasn't invited. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, but usually it's quite good to have him there because then I get two votes votes, you know, and yeah. I only, only get one each. So
0: <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, our last question: What animal did you choose for your animalator, and why?
2: We get really confused <laughs> by this, and we we actually talked about this probably too long we haven't agreed no we (laughs) We haven't haven't agreed agreed yet no but
0: uh, well what's samuel what's the disagreement samuel said he wanted
2: to be the king of the north and that's a moose all right so you're going with a moose or or what what's the uh uh, what's the contention
1: yeah Uh, but joseph and björn said what did you say i said a chameleon Chameleon. because i thought polar bear
2: okay polar bear (laughs)
1: Yeah, can, can we be three animals? <laughs> yeah. No, but the chameleon is... I mean, that can... Because we can change? Oh, why? Yeah. Yeah, I,
2: no, I thought a <laughs> chameleon because we're really, like, adaptive and we are, like, kind of sneaky and, like, yeah. uh, just changing. But it also sounds a bit negative that we're yeah, just, but... like, changing, like...
1: If the client doesn't like us, then we can just say, but we can change. <laughs>
2: yeah. So I think the moose is better because then you're just, like, a powerful... Can, can, Swedish
0: being. Yeah. Can you guys yeah. do all three in one? Like that? That works oh. for me. A chameleon moose bear. A chameleon moose bear.
3: Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. I'm not gonna illustrate that though. We can
3: do that. Yeah. Yeah. Let's
0: do that. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> I will do it. <laughs> you don't have to awesome. do that. If okay. you get into it and like, what were we thinking? What did we just agree to? <laughs> I I won't I won't be too disappointed. I'll only cry a little. <laughs> So <laughs> Well, that'll do it. Thanks so much for, for coming on, guys. Thank you so thank much. You.
1: Yeah, thank you so much.
0: To find out more about Brick's work, you can head to their website at brick.se. That's B-R-I-K-K dot S-E. Animalators is part of the Gradient Podcast Network and created in collaboration between Identity Visuals and Gradient. To learn more about the work we're doing at Identity Visuals, check out IdentityVisuals.com or follow us on Twitter at identityvisuals. The theme music to the show was written and produced by Cody Fry. Check out more of his work at CodyFry.com. And don't forget, you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or you can listen to us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Overcast, Google Play, YouTube, really anywhere you listen to your podcasts. And if you're into this podcast, we'd love for you to leave a review or drop us a note. We always love getting your feedback. And when you leave us a review on iTunes, it helps other animators find this podcast too. Well, that'll do it for this week's episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. I can't wait to be back in a couple weeks for another episode of Animalators. Curious Conversations for the World of Animation.